Hello, and welcome to the Performance Marketing Spotlight. I'm your host, Marshall Nyman, founder and CEO of Nyman Co. Each episode, the podcast brings you someone with deep experience in the performance marketing space where they will highlight their experiences within the industry. Today, I have George Gioyuba, who is Director of Client Strategy at Payload. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Marshall. Of course. Well, excited to have you on today and would love just to get right into it. So why don't you introduce yourself to the audience so they can get to know you a bit? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. My name is Gio and I am currently at Payload, but I've been in the industry for a little over 20 years, uh, serving at both the network as well as the publisher level. Awesome. It's a pretty long time to be in the space, almost as long as affiliate's been around. Godfather of affiliate marketing. Kiss the ring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah, you, you, you've seen it all, all the iterations. I know, like really over the last decade, it, it's definitely changed a lot, even really in the last few years on kind of what affiliate looked like uh, when I first got started 13 years ago. So not not as long as you, but definitely, you know, seen a, a lot of change as well. So would love to know how you got started in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. So it was uh, 2002. I had uh, finished some stints in the radio industry, as well as uh, retail management industry. And And the dot-com bust of 2000 was starting to kind of level off and online usage was starting to grow. And my best friend worked at a little company called CJ at the time, a little startup called CJ in Santa Barbara, and asked me to come into their client support department. I had a history of using my voice to educate people. Also, in my retail experience, I was a trainer. So going to client support in a new industry, having someone with that kind of experience kind of was a connecting fit. And so I took a chance on this little startup called CJ. Who knew? (laughs) One year later, uh, it was the first of the acquisitions. And it started my career in the affiliate marketing industry. Wow. So I'd love to hear a little bit about the different roles you had at CJ and and what your career was like there, because you you were definitely there for a bit of time. Yeah, 19 years, which is uh, ancient uh, aliens territory there. (laughs) Uh, And my name is George, so that actually fits. But uh, the initial roles I had was around client support and, and really educating the entry level, both publishers and advertisers in the industry. And then I moved into the advertiser development world. I actually managed the eBay affiliate program from 2003 through 2005. And that was leading the charge. That was the biggest affiliate program at the time. And I think if people listening remembers the terms ACRUs and things like that, those are things that we kind of coordinated with eBay and and kind of invented at the time. So it was great to be on the cutting edge of what affiliate marketing could be. We started the first API in the industry. So it was was quite uh, amazing to learn with such a big brand like eBay at the time. After that, I did some more brands on the advertiser side. And then in 2007, I moved to the publisher side, where I remained until the end. I really found my groove educating publishers um, or affiliates, however the term you want to put it, on not only how to use the CJ system, that was part of the job. But what I found amazing was being able to almost sit at the table with them and say, here's how you should look at your business, really getting into the strategy. Because at the time, most 
publisher teams at other networks. Now, some networks didn't even have publisher teams at the time, but most of them were just kind of client support light. What I really wanted to build was more of that sales piece and strategy piece into it. And that's where I think you talked to some of my earlier clients they would probably say that was what made CJ resonate for them was the ideas that we were we were there to help them not be a stopgap. And over the years, uh, we built several tools based on those conversations with the publishers. So I ended up working a lot with product to really, uh, again, be on that cutting edge. One of the biggest things I did was uh, content certified, which is still the industry's only certification for content and influencer players within an affiliate network for brands to get connected with those types of affiliates right away. One-click access to programs on CJ. And, and I'm still so proud of the work that all the teams involved and continue to involve uh, have done with that, that program. Awesome. So it sounds like you started out a little on the education side and kind of continued down that route, but just focused a little bit more on, on the publisher side, which is great. And I think one of the things that's always important with the industry is just education in itself. I think that's important making sure people understand what's happening, having a lot of transparency. I feel like that's what sets a lot of affiliate programs and a lot of partnerships up for a success. So after spending uh, such a quite an amount of time at CJ, uh, what was the catalyst to make you want to maybe try something new and, and, and move on to a different type of partner? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny, you, when you talk to new publishers, so eventually my final role at CJ was really talking to new publishers, walking in the door, doing consultations, simple consultations that just set them on the right path. So it's not, wasn't management. It was more like a one hour consultation call kind of system. But after talking with so many new affiliates, the idea of something new, something interesting really got ingrained in my, in my mindset. And so I was hearing thousands of pitches every year from new publishers. People, I think, would be very surprised to to have been in my shoes during those last years when I was at CJ, just listening to the different kinds of ideas. And eventually, there were a couple of ideas that really got me excited, interested, things that were new or unique or flipped the script on a traditional model. And so I ended up going to a little company called Carrot. It was a, a seed round startup and I uh, was there for a little bit. And then I found myself at Payload. So I am at my second publisher since leaving CJ. And Payload was is definitely one of those companies that takes an existing model and flips the script. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I was just thinking about earlier. And so it's funny that you're, you're mentioning so I was just there's, there's so many different types of publishers now. And a lot are not what people would think when they think of affiliate marketing. It's really so many different opportunities and and some of the most exciting publishers in the space now are the non-traditional publishers because they're opening a whole new avenue and so you know you might just think of like content or a coupon or loyalty and now there's like all these other types of partners that offer different services so we'd love to hear a little bit more about what does payload look like how does it work for a user and a brand absolutely so payload is a perk publisher and uh, for those of you in the industry that that may work with other perk publishers they are are companies that essentially build perk or coupon centers for other companies. So uh, companies will 
pay a SaaS fee to get access to the technology. So instead of building their own coupon section or trying to figure out the affiliate marketing space themselves, it's almost like a plug and play method. What is different about Payload compared to other perk publishers? Most publishers in the perk space deal with employee perks. But if you think about it, when you look at at a company, do they have more employees or do they have more users? Well, they have more users. So we actually work with our clients to promote our perks to their their users, their members. We started out really kind of targeting the real estate market, looking at building perk centers for apartment complexes. And to this day, that still remains one of our, our biggest and brightest uh, client bases. But it's, it's definitely interesting when you build out a perk center for another company. Other companies that do that uh, will do like a cashback center, points back center, definitely creating some PII. Payload does not take any PII. We don't do cash back. There's no incentive uh, for the consumer. Uh, So brands that work with us, it's really just a perk, uh, a discount for the member or the user of these companies. We've expanded beyond real estate. We actually power the perk centers for travel companies, insurance companies, health and wellness companies, pet and childcare companies. So we now power the perk centers for quite a bit of different business models out there. Also, what makes us unique is our clients can actually build their own perk center. So when you typically work with a with a perk publisher, they just have one perk center and then they white label it out to their client. With Payload, you're able to go in, you can add, you can remove, or you can rearrange the order of any perks in our database. So if we have a client, for instance, that doesn't want to promote any of their competitors, makes sense, nor do they want to promote the alcohol or wine or beer category because it's more about health and wellness. And obviously that detracts from (laughs) being healthy. So we were the only perk platform they spoke to in their, in their sales process that gave them the opportunity to kind of take the keys. So we provide the, essentially we provide a pool of opportunity and they're able to fish out all the fish or select fish is is kind of a a way to to look at it and and our clients are are successful because they can actually match their users uh with endemic offers and then complementary offers to their endemic offers as well so that that was my next question what what would an example offer look like so if a brand was considering something and are they typically best of web better than web and they're typically private offers as well yeah, we, we definitely like those semi or true exclusives, but we have actually opened ourselves to working on affiliate exclusive offers. So there are brands out there that just give all their affiliates 10% off new customers or whatnot. So we will look at those uh, as options and opportunities for select brands. And I'm, and I mean, really select if they can't do anything custom, special or anything. And there's a few brands like that. I won't name them, but you can kind of guess who they are, uh, we have just implemented their normal like free shipping offer, but we tend to stay away from like free shipping offers unless it's something really big. Like if a rug company was offering free shipping, that would be great because typically the shipping on rugs is so expensive. Um, so we we do look at it client by client, but typically all we need to get for a brand to go live in our marketplace is 
an offer, affiliate, semi, or true exclusive. If you want vanity, great. Payload is a great uh, thing, just L-O-D-E, not L-O-A-D. And then we just need that uh, to be joined to the program. We don't have any integration fee uh, if we track through a network. We don't have a minimum CPA, so you can pay us what you want. And actually, quite frankly, we do really well with new customer coupons. And I know brands can actually create a higher discount for new customers. So in some cases, we only promote the new customer offer. And in other cases, we promote new offer and existing offer. But generally, we only have one offer per brand. So you really want to make sure that it's there. We don't promote like weekend sales or one month long sales. So our we do have a minimum of this offer needs to be good for six months or long. Most of the brands just give us a uh, evergreen offer. And would it be fair to say that any brand is really a fit or is there certain brands or verticals that, that work better? Absolutely. Yeah. Any, any category, any brand we will take on except for firearm and adult categories. But in terms of what's converting, we do really well with like food, whether it's delivery companies or restaurants, uh, mm-hmm. we do really well with that. Because if you think about it, uh, real estate companies, also travel companies, what are you thinking of when you're sitting in your apartment or in your, you're on vacation? You're probably thinking about food. So uh, mm-hmm. those do really well. Moving supplies or services do really well. So those, if you think about tracking which categories work well with clients, but we have travel clients that actually convert on clothing and accessories, uh, which you might not think. You might think, oh, well, maybe, you know, sunscreen from a health and wellness company or uh, luggage. But, you know, randomly clothing and apparel works really well with some of our clients. Okay. So it sounds like pr- pretty wide net minus just a few players, but um, that, that's always good to hear. And I think one thing that I always also enjoy hearing is no integration fees, easy to get set up, work on the major networks. So that's usually a, a pretty good check for being able to work with most brands. So that's great to hear. Definitely a lot of experience in the space. Would love to hear, do you see any major challenges that you are, think are facing the performance marketing industry right now? Yeah, I mean, it's the, the challenges that you hear uh, from all the, uh, I'll call them the affiliate pundits, is, you know, what happens with the cookie or is every network tracking? Ultimately, there's got to be, I think what people need to understand is that tracking and integration, I think is a big one. Those are all actually all based on the advertiser side. It's not the network's fault if the brand isn't tracking. The brand screwed something up in 9.999 out of 10 times. So I think people put the onus on the network. I think it should be on the network to make sure that their clients track, but it's not the fault of the network that the brand isn't tracking. So I think resetting expectations of what people deem as important is is something to to take care of. So people say we need more influencers. Okay, that's great. But if you've ever worked with influencers, they're very difficult. They're flat fee. They they tend to not work on commission. And half the time, if you give them product, they take the product and never promote it. Whereas if you work with more loyalty, coupon deal, even you know um, more media-based content, those are standard businesses. 
that don't try to to do weird stuff like that. I'm not saying all influencers are bad, but I think people moving budget to influencers, I think is something that is a problem because most of the time the influencers are not partners like publishers, traditional publishers can be partners. And then the final thing I would say is closed-minded brands or uh, agencies. There are agencies and brands out there that don't pitch new publishers to their clients. They're they're almost scared to pitch something new or different. The worst that anybody can say is no, right? You know, I did some acting in my early days. The amount of no's you get is is common. You just have to accept it. But people who say, I, I'm not going to pitch you or I'm going to ignore you because I don't understand you. I think that's a problem in this industry, especially with newer publishers. They need that kind of initial boost and help to get them to be a more common name in the industry. So, you know, tracking integration misplacement. <laughs> I think, um, you know, when you look at uh, influencer marketing versus affiliate marketing, uh, there's definitely a difference there. And then and then um, the pitching of new ideas and new publishers is definitely a challenge as well. well I think tracking is, is always a hot topic. And I think you make a good point. You know, how the program is, is set up is going to really dictate how things track. So good point there. And I think with influencer, there's definitely a lot of pieces. And I think it's also hard to track sometimes. So there's a lot, a lot going on there. So definitely all, all good points. I think overall, the industry seems like it's headed in a, in a good direction, especially, you know, where you see it kind of started and, and where you see it's headed, see a lot less fraud. And so I think that's another reason why it's a good opportunity to work with more publishers because I think maybe 10 years ago, I would have been a little bit more hesitant if somebody just showed up and said, hey, we want to promote uh, your brand. I'm a little less hesitant now because there's a lot more transparency. Um, and I think, you know, as an agency, the most important thing is growing an affiliate program through finding new publishers. So if you're not testing new partners and looking for new partners, you're not going to be growing. And, you know, maybe some of the partners that you've worked with in the past, you know, they see a decline or something and you're so reliant on them could impact your program. So I think always finding new publishers is pretty much the name of the game. You know, if you're not, you're, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice in, in affiliate marketing. Any predictions on, on the future on, on where things maybe are headed? I think uh, you look at things that have been in definitely some of the trade papers, uh, affiliate marketing, performance marketing in general are on an upward swing. I think more budget will be sent. Now I know influencer marketing is kind of bucketed in, in there as well, but I, I think what you're going to see is more shifting to affiliate traditional models if and when a recession does hit. This is something that has happened multiple times since I was at CJ. You know, the, the one that people think about the most is the 2007 through 2009 recession caused by the, um, the, the mortgage industry. If it wasn't for the coupon deal sites and the cashback sites at the time, most brands probably would have closed up shop because a lot of people were going to Google or a search engine and looking for the brand they know with the word coupon. Good Morning America, NBC Today Show, even like the the um, David Letterman at the time made comments, like literally made comments like, you should go and put in a name of a brand and the word coupon and don't go to those people first. They're going to want to take as much money from you. Go to these other sites that kind of tell you what the best deal are. 
So when you have mass media telling you this, it's something where I think it's history is going to repeat itself. And you're probably going to see the people like influencers who weren't really around at the time. They're not going to be able to figure it out as quickly as coupon sites and cashback sites that have um, been in the industry for years and have been known to kind of move and deviate and test new opportunities and products. I mean, Payload, We, I mean, we're still a fairly new company, but we just launched a new product uh, a month ago in preparation for clients thinking outside the box. We want to be ahead of the curve. So I think what you're going to see is publishers are going to start thinking about what's ahead and how we can get there by helping uh, the brands. So really kind of thinking the brands need to kind of go back to basics during a recession period. And I think that's what we're going to see probably in the next six to 12 months. Yeah, I think you make a good point. And, I, and I'm seeing like the non-loyalty and coupon publishers try to figure out how to make coupon part of their offering. So I think there's probably a lot there that that's changing. And yeah, the coupon sites have a lot of history. So they know how to weather the storm. And we are starting to see where coupons are now more of a driving factor for people because people's pockets are a little bit tighter than maybe they were a few years ago. So definitely good call out there and, and interesting to see how things will uh, head um, over the these next six to 12 months is a lot of questions around the economic state of things and, and where we're headed. But a really big thank you to Gio from Payload. Some really great insights on his experience in the industry. Uh, what is the best way for listeners to connect with you? Absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn, as well as you can just email me at geo, G-E-O, at payload, L-O-D-E, again, dot com. And I'll be more than happy to answer any questions if a brand wants to get on the platform, or if a brand wants to actually launch a perk platform with us. We have the capability to work with retailers to promote complementary products. And so they could almost become affiliates themselves through payload. So, you know, we're Whichever way you want to go, I am there to assist. Again, a big thank you to Gio. I am Marshall Nyman, the host of the Performance Marketing Spotlight, signing off. Thank you for joining us and give us a like or a follow if you enjoyed this content.